Hello and welcome, friends, fools, and all, to the very first episode of Some Classy Discussion, where we like to talk about all things gaming. I'm your host, Stu Copeland, and joining me today is my good friend, Randy Randleman. What's up, Randy? I'm Randy. Ah, uh, yes, a man of many words, as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> Alrighty, with introductions out of the way, I think it's time we dive into today's discussion, Halo. We'll probably be talking Halo pretty often since it's a big series for us. That said, I know E3 just passed and we got a massive info drop on Infinite, but I think we're going to start at the beginning of our own Halo journeys so everyone knows where we're coming from. Randy, how about you kick things off? How is your start into the into the franchise? You know, take us to the to the beginning of Randy's story. Oof. A long, long time ago in a galaxy, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> It, I don't, man, that's such a long time ago that Almost the details are really fuzzy. Yeah, we don't need those. Like, I, I know that I got into it playing with somebody. I can't remember if it was either one of my cousins or like a kid from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like you said it was a neighbor before or something like that or someone that lived nearby. But the the most important part is that I think for like my twelfth birthday or something, uh, my uncle basically got me an Xbox and Halo, and from there, you know, many many couch co op sessions <laughs> led to an obsession of Halo for the past twenty so years. It's been a long time. <laughs> Alrighty then, I uh, I guess it's my turn. Let's go back two decades to Stu Copeland of almost 20 years ago. His first encounter of Halo was actually not buying Halo. It was passing it up for Zionic Front, which came out like a month or two prior, because I wanted to play Gundam games at the time. So I think I actually picked it up yeah, probably like somewhere from like one to three months afterward or something like that. Um, I don't even remember the store. It wasn't like a it wasn't a gaming specific store. But yeah, uh, I think <laughs> no, no, it's not. I think I know <laughs> that picking it up. The first thing I did after playing the Pillar of Autumn mission was after getting the pistol and getting some ammo for said pistol was turning around and killing Captain Keys for telling me what to do because I'm a big Spartan badass and he was a frail old man. <laughs> so, uh, cue the immortal Marines and me getting killed. Yeah, even though I jumped down that, uh, there's like a lower deck with that ladder in the, the front of the ship and I hid down there and, well, it didn't matter because they're immortal freaking Marines, so the hell with that. <laughs> but, uh, I think immediately after I called a bunch of friends I had in the building telling them about this game that was like blowing everything else away because before that, I mean, like I played shooters, but really my main thing was either like Legend of Zelda or Spyro or Crash, which are all uh, they're all great games, but especially Ocarina of Time, I, I, I will that game will forever hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> but Halo was just like, whoa, hello. Yeah, you like shooters, except I was trash at driving the Warthog. And I remember I needed Mike, who lived 
two flights up from me to actually drive the warthog at first i was i was the bad driver at the beginning <laughs> but uh yeah so that developed quickly into a whole lot of yeah couch co-op and then later on you know years later when we got halo 2 i remember my first match was uh my first match of xbox live was on a was on midship i can remember someone named the gamer tag was like dirty diamond something or other actually shot me a message saying that i did pretty good or something like that and i was like what Oh, everyone's so nice. Little did I know what Xbox Live was, because that was probably the only compliment I got at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then it was just, well, <laughs> I think you and I met when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. And that was also because of Mike, because you guys went to school together. And he was like, there's someone else who knows how to play Halo pretty well. And I remember he brought you and some of your friends over, and then we had our matches which always brings me to the quote that Gravemind says in Halo 2. The, uh, the, this ring will make us brothers. Uh, fate would have us meet as foes, but this ring will make us brothers. <laughs> because at first it was us two against each other. I think I, I, yeah, I had one of my friends, TJ, on my side. And I think you had your friend Mechel on your side. <laughs> so at first we were against each other. And then we ended up just playing online constantly to the point where you know same train same thought process <laughs> fast forward some more we're playing loads of big team battle and 4v4's comp in halo 3 and then we've got ourselves to reach four or five here today last week <laughs> finally we reach halo infinite e3 drop that was insane so Oh boy, <clears throat> that well, that covers everything leading up to it. But uh, yeah, I think it's time we set our sights on the future with uh, with Infinite and everything. Yeah, that we saw last week. Before we go up to Infinite, okay. If you played Halo One and you didn't shoot Captain Keys, did you really play Halo One? That's all I ever hear online. Is everyone's like, I think we all did it. <laughs> I mean. Look, it was simplistic thinking. I'm a kid playing as a big badass soldier in armor with shields, and this man's telling me what to do? Hell no! <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But every, everyone I've told that to says the same thing, that everyone everyone shoots Captain Keys, and then we all suffer at the hands of a bunch of immortal Marines. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Kicking it back to last Tuesday, though. Randy. What was okay? So we see we see both the single player and the multiplayer portion of the of the of the E three showcase. And then the next day we have the multiplayer overview. I think that was exactly like the day right afterwards. So what what were your initial reactions to but to to everything that was dropped both days? I think the campaign the little cutscene was absolutely stunning mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the infinite campaign like cutscenes mm -hmm. um very maybe pretty. maybe a little more information about the story than i would have liked to know although although i think most of us could have guessed at this point that he was going to get another ai and that it was uh -huh. going to be cortana based Mm-hmm. Bro, it's it's a uh, 
it's a shot straight to the heart, man. From because of the Halo Four cutscene, I saw everyone that day talking about it, and I was like, man, they're just trying to tear my heart out and stomp on it. <laughs> Another Cortana model apology lets them, baby girl, no. But uh, then moving on to the multiplayer, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I'm glad for the most part for uh, the thrust being gone or maybe being a piece of equipment somewhere down the line. Um, I, I'd like I to like, see thrust back as a as a piece of equipment. Go on, go on, go on. I like seeing um, it be more kind of simple, but like still having a lot of the mobility stuff. Mm -hmm. I just think, I think Halo 5 was a little too much. That's that. That's like a the big thing everyone's saying is that Halo Five is probably like again, yeah the sweatiest of the more recent titles, and it did have a lot to do with all the different forms of mobility. I think we, of course, we need to maintain some level of enhanced mobility because that's just that's just shooters these days. I don't think you could go back and really be successful. But yeah, I mean, I could see them taking some of the elements away. But you know, go on. I mean, I keep cutting you off. I didn't mean to. Liking the uh, the vehicle destruction, Ooh, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with that. I'm kind of hoping to see uh, maybe a little bit of like glass cannoniness from like the Covenant vehicles. You know, maybe like blowing off the um, the the hover pods and like stranding a wraith tank so it can't move but it can still fire. Like that would be very problematic. <laughs> it can only shoot in a straight line, then, basically. Yeah, you know, or or even like destroying the turret itself. That would be kind of cool. Uh, it'd be. I'm curious to see how like the air vehicles are going to function with this like level of destruction. Like, can you like shoot the wing off a banshee and have it sort of not function properly anymore, or with the wasp, like if you maybe yeah, shoot one out one of out the uh, rotors and mm -hmm. have it just fall out of the sky, like what you know, I'm very curious to see what level of destruction all the vehicles are capable of. I don't feel like it would spell like instant doom for the vehicles because I think that would almost put too many different ways to kill it quickly. But I could see them messing with clearly like how they move and how they function. And yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really interested to see like all the different pieces of equipment and how they're gonna go, how they're gonna play into matches and what kind of crazy, you know, just kind of crazy little clips we're gonna get into Infinite with all these different pieces of equipment. You know, it's one thing that I feel like. Halo has always been known for is these really crazy moments. You know, f you fire a rocket at a warthog and it goes flying through the sky. Um, <laughs> you know, Cone of death. Uh, jumping off of a spire and Halo Reach onto a falcon and flying <laughs> down to the capture point. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> Turn this, that thing this... into an elevator. <laughs> You know, it's very much known for all these kind of very crazy moments that you don't get in other, you know, like modern shooters because mm -hmm. they're so grounded. But 
Yeah, I mean, then there's the the whole AI thing. Very curious to see what that's gonna mean for the future of Halo. Um, not that I would really want bots in matches, because I mean, unless they're really, really good, they're, they're just you know, I'd rather just not have free kills for the enemy team. I was I was actually gonna get around to this a little later, but I mean, since we're on it, we're on it. But I was I feel like bots for a social match wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't want it in my ranked, but I wouldn't mind in social just because I mean how many matches do we play where we have quitters constantly? I mean we've been we've been playing basically big team the past few days because of, in reaction to seeing in, in Halo Infinite's big team battle. And man, I've gotta say like 75, 80% of our matches, we we have a quitter, sometimes right off the bat, like before the match even really starts. So I don't think I'd mind seeing it in those social game types. In ranked, clearly not. I mean, but going into ranked, you should I mean you don't have to have a, a full like a full four stack or something, but you know, in ranked you should be a little more prepared that shit like that might happen. <laughs> or have have a squad with you so that it doesn't. But yeah, that 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 was kind of my instant react like my reaction to the idea of putting bots into into use more than just the academy first for more than just training. I mean, maybe. Again, it depends on how good they are cuz like I mean, if if they're just going to feed the enemy extra kills, then is it worth it? Well, fill in <laughs> a couple of spots. Considering that there's no kill streaks or anything. I mean, I guess in a slayer match, yeah, it would be annoying. But if you're doing something like CTF, heck, at least that's something else for the enemy team to shoot at. If if you're down people in like an objective-based social match or something, you might as well have other things in there because again, at, le- at least they'll shoot at them. It'll it'll offset the disadvantage a little bit because it won't be yeah, as much focus. I fire. mean, it would be yeah, it would in be an no objective game. It wouldn't it wouldn't uh, be as bad. But I get I'd rather them slayer. just have a really really good backfill system. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I what ideally what I would like is you know you ha- you have bots fill in and then like if a player joins in it can actually like replace replace the bot on death or something. I think they do that in ge- one of the gears or some of the gears games or something. Yeah, like that, that that would be probably fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those are my thoughts on uh, other implementation for bots. I think if you if you're really allowed to mess with bots. Oh boy, like the Forge community is gonna go crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be that'll make for some interesting Forge stuff if you can, for sure. I mean, depending on all like the limitations and stuff, can you imagine how crazy you might be able to forge up some I don't know, some crazy form of infection having like so many more targets on the field. Again, it depends on like if you set up a custom, it does a bot instantly take the place of a of a player slot, which I imagine it does. But if it didn't, imagine what it'd be like to set up just a swarm of freaking bots in an infection or something like that. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Actually, I had a I had a question. For, this is probably this is rewinding a few minutes, but you were saying destroying the turret on the wraith before when you were talking about uh, like the the damage you could do. Wasn't that in Reach or something? Couldn't you take the turret off some of the, uh, at least the Scorpion? Yeah, yeah. I think? It, it's it's definitely happened before where you you could the you could destroy the turret on the Wraith and probably mm-hmm. Scorpion also. I think it was Reach. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Reach because I just remember you 
like I remember when we played Big Team Battle back then, you using the sniper because it's freaking reach. Right? The sniper is an anti-vehicle weapon as well. <laughs> and I mean, it pretty blow. much has been ever since then. Like even four and five, it's still. The, yeah, but we I think we played overall less Big Team Battle in those games than reach in prior games. So I mean, I don't really. I don't hold on to as many of those matches. Like I, I can remember our big team battle matches more from Reach and Prior because we did we we played them a lot more then. I mean I don't doubt it, but just you taking pieces off of freaking tanks when we would play in uh what is it the Forge World remake of uh, Koag? Oh yeah, and then that's Scorpion also the game where I had to so easy. I had to yeah, and because other players could do it too, I drove my freaking scorpion backwards all the time because I was willing to take the speed penalty for driving backwards if it meant keeping the you if know it meant keeping your head. Yeah, <laughs> if I wasn't being taken right out of it. Oh boy, that game was nuts. So <laughs> I guess we're rewinding a lot here, but you know, likewise, my initial reactions were. Man, is this game beautiful. Like, you know, everyone was... I was kind of cool with the way it looked last year. Not like... I mean, it clearly could have been improved, but had they released the game looking like that, but playing super well, I really wouldn't have cared too much. Halo is never meant to be the pinnacle of all, you know, graphical fidelity kind of thing, because it means it's got so much more in it. I mean, it always looks good. It's just... It doesn't have, like, the same crispy graphics as like games that get talked about for the graphics all that said man did they make it pretty <laughs> they they used that year really well in terms of making that game look just so much better than it did the story trailer i i feel like that's almost directly connected to i mean we, we knew he was going to get that other ai but i also knew that the damn mcguffin in one of the more recent books which this box that Chief goes after in one of the novels on Reach. They don't tell you directly what it is, but like, this thing could stop Cortona. And I'm like, okay, so that's got to be like more clones of Halsey's brain or something. That's so why they can make another version of Cortana. And also because it matches up with more of the deep lore, the foreign lore with offensive bias and mandicant bias. So thematically it all, you know, comes full circle. So agreed. They did show... A little more than I would have hoped, but none of it was overly, like, insanely surprising. For the multiplayer, oh boy! <laughs> it looks like, uh... Everyone having a hard time pegging it between, like, does it look like just... I guess it's almost the same thing, saying an, a new evolution of 3 versus an alternate version of 4. I guess that's kind of like saying the same thing. But that's... I feel like it's a scaled-down 5. Well... I mean, I could see because it still has, like, clamber and stuff. But I, just, I the gameplay itself reminds me a lot. It looks like if you gave made 3 look modern, you have the equipment, and made it hit scan and pretty. And just, yeah, those five mobility options, or at least some of them. I would like to see Thrust as a piece of equipment, at least. I think that was, Thrust was pretty cool. But I can see how it added a little too much. It became, it became, 5 is just, I think, the most difficult one for anyone to jump in and like play and just have fun with it. It's, you know, it has a high skill ceiling, but the floor is also pretty damn high for that game. <laughs> it's not something you just pick up and start, you know, wrecking everyone in, or at least not by comparison to some of the previous ones. So I can see why they, they try to tone a lot of that stuff down a bit, because especially with it being free to play, the multiplayer at least, 
you know, they're they're trying to scoop in as many people as possible to get them onto Halo. So it's got to be accessible, ununderstandable, hence the whole Academy mode. <clears throat> I mean, it looks great to me. Uh, I, matter of fact, I was like doing some digging earlier. I thought for a moment, there's a little discussion on, on Twitter about it. If you could maybe hold like, it would be possible to do p- two pieces of equipment or something like that. And I was I was looking at a part where they use the grapple hook to grab the invis now because overshield and active cam are, are pieces of equipment that you can hold on to. And I think they use a grapple hook to grab the camouflage and they use it. So one would think at least if you're just watching it and you don't really go back to, to inspect it, it would, you would think you can actually have two pieces of equipment, but no, no, I think he's missing the grapple hook. So he must've, if you can use it several times in multiplayer, that must have been his last use of it. Or maybe it drops the second you if you pick up another yeah, one. Yeah, you can. You can. I know you can use it at least twice because the um, in one of the the maps where the dude uh, he grapples onto the skewer and then he grapple jacks the yeah yeah uh, I know lock. the part you're talking about. So there's at least two uses of it. Mm-hmm. Well, in this particular scenario, he either used the last shot of it on this part, and therefore the grapple disappeared as he grabbed the camo, or if you grapple another piece of equipment, you instantly drop the grapple, I imagine, because because basically the, the thing was missing on his left wrist when he used the active cam immediately after. It's like sometime between three and four minutes into the multiplayer overview thing that it happens. And I was, I was watching it a lot. So I was like, no way you can't hold several things. <clears throat> and yeah, it doesn't look like you can, which doesn't surprise me, but I had to try and find out. But yeah. Oh boy. I, actually, I think overall it's going to be pretty crazy holding on to the overshield in this, in the active cam. I think it's going to make it so like maybe it takes a little longer to actually fire up the OS or the invis. Well, it looks it looks like it's about the same thing as um, in five. Yeah. When you pick it up in five, it does take a second mm-hmm. to activate. So I imagine, you know, considering the fact that you have to push the button in order to activate it, that's that's an extra moment there, also. Yeah, just enough time so that if someone's been fighting you, that they can probably kill you before you use it. If they land their shots perfectly, or if they have a stronger weapon. Because it would be busted if you could just fire that thing off in the middle of a fight and just boom, you got your shields. Or like, well, the camo wouldn't matter as much in the middle of the fight, but the overshield would be pretty beast. Holding on to the invis is going to be really cool, though, because it's... I think I think one of my my biggest things with the the invis has always been like you pick it up and then like you know you you don't always get to really use it for what you wanted to use it for because of its timer Mm -hmm. so now you can pick it up go across the map and like you know use it to sneak in to grab a flag or something yeah yeah definitely (laughs) i am uh really glad though about the academy part i think that's going to be really good for like new incoming players Mm -hmm. definitely i think it was like a necessity given the the free-to-play nature yeah i i kind of hope that they'll do like a not necessarily like a forced like entry into it but like maybe start you 
in the academy whenever you choose to click on multiplayer. And then, uh, you know, I mean, give you the option of, like, skipping yeah, yeah, the definitely. academy for, for the advanced players. But then, you know, sort of, you know, make sure that everybody knows that it's there and mm-hmm. give the, those new players the chance to run through it. Yeah, certainly. I, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Like, I think that would just be the way to go. There's, like, undoubtedly going to be so many more people who at least try the game. I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, you know, overthrowing Fortnite or something like that with just number of players. But there certainly will be a vast number of players at least giving it a shot because it's freaking free and because it's on PC. Especially with stuff like Forge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well... Like that's, I wonder that's, if that'll that's be opening up Forge to... Thing. Do you think it would? I, I assume so. It's, it's. I mean, it, I would count that as part of multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's most likely, but I could also see it being its own separate thing. I could see that potentially happening. Whatever the case. But, I mean, that that opens up. You know, I mean, that's a whole, you know, other community. You know, you have you have your competitive community, you have your your social communities, you have your forge communities, right? Mm-hmm. And you have your your custom game communities, but like that that opens up all those different communities to like so many more people joining in, and it's you know it's it's, it's a, not just the, it's like a, the we're coming know, for your Minecraft and, players, we're coming exactly, for all of you exactly. Actually, you know what? What I was going to ask you specifically because it's not something I care as much about, but was everything you thought about the battle pass info i really this, like that this is your thing i never yeah. really care i mean i go i build my my spartan in most of these games and then i don't i rarely ever touch it again it's like oh well i found what i like i'm sticking with it let's keep going now i'll probably buy some of the battle passes in this just to support them because the multiplayer is free and i just i want to support 343 but i mean aesthetics is definitely your domain you you are way more into the customization than I am. Yeah, I mean, the customization that they showed blew my mind. I'm I'm very much looking forward to customizing my Spartan, and especially with that samurai armor, bringing it back to the oh, Hayabusa yeah, days. The Yorai uh, armor, the Hayabusa 2.0. Um, and you know the AI and stuff pretty cool too although i kind of hate that they all look like little blocky things i i kind of <laughs> hope some of them are humanoid we need to get, i'm sorry like, what was the what was your original question and, uh well, well, well one second we need to get superintendent in there and i would cry if there was because there's already one johnson reference if there was a johnson ai in there i would shed tears for having johnson's voice go off again that would be pretty cool. It you were would. saying about the battle pass, right? I was, yeah, I was asking just basically what you think of it overall, because I've seen so many just Destiny and I think Apex just communities talking about how they want their battle passes that way now. I've never really, I mean, I barely look at this stuff in any game at all. The only one I even do bother to really give it a glance is usually Halo, but that's yeah, more of I your mean, alley. Out of all the games that I've bought battle passes in, you know, um, Warzone, Paladins, Paladins yeah. Fantasy Star. I can't think of anything else right now. Oh, Apex. Yeah, yeah. There's no you doubting. Know, you you love your your extras. <laughs> it's 
I mean, it's it's cool because it always like it gives you something to work towards. Like it gives you a reason to like play beyond just playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives it it gives you more reason to come back. Yep. Um, but you know, you you pay like ten, twenty bucks for this battle pass, and then if you're busy for for those few months that it's out, you know, you're kind of screwed when it when it goes away. You know, and then, you know, they, they incentivize, you know, buying, you know, levels, which is had like extremely expensive, especially like if you look at uh, Warzone, you know, when they have like 100 levels, it's like a dollar a level. It's, that's a lot to spend to try to get something all the way at the end. No doubt. So having the battle pass never expire is absolutely wonderful. And like... I mean, I don't know that I'll buy every single battle mm-hmm. pass, but yeah, I mean, yeah. if there's even one or two things in a battle pass that I want, I will definitely buy it knowing that it won't expire and that I can work towards those things mm-hmm. at any point that I want to. Yeah, I mean, I it never and, even occurred... Oh, wait, go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, going going into the customization stuff further, you know, I mean, I've I've been saying for months about uh how i'm like you know they have to have some kind of mode where you got you get to show off your colors you know they're putting so much emphasis on these the armor coatings, coatings yeah. and the customization and i'm like you know like if it's if you have your red versus blues you, you you're not going to show off your armor coating so why am i spending you know five bucks or so on an armor coating if I don't ever get to show it off unless it's free for all. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I'm absolutely. very glad to see that, you know, they basically did exactly what I thought they were going to do and did like an outline. Yeah. The or outline. Whatever. Like little they said, they said, they said that there's uh some level of customization. Yeah. You can always choose. Can... I think what your allies will be covered with and what your enemies will look like. Well, like the color. But like I'm, I was like, you know, everything. it's it's worked for years for Call of Duty and Battlefield. You know, I feel like as long as like there's something to indicate that a difference between enemies and allies, I don't think you have to be red versus blue all the time. And I think it's a lot cooler to be able to like show off your your stuff in a game that has this level of customization yeah no doubt it's the uh the rule of cool (laughs) one second (laughs) i lost my train of thought oh what i was really thinking was that like it's just so insane how much people lose out on these battle passes i i personally don't mess with them like i said before so like i'll buy a skin like in the game's paladins i bought a gundam skin for fernando because i liked that crossover i thought that was cool but I don't get heavily invested in this. So looking at it now, I just it blows my mind that this option is le- is released where people can pay to try and earn rewards by a certain expiration date, but if they don't meet it, they lose out. Like that money's gone. The items, you know, they've got to wait for it to come back in one form or another. And I just think that's crazy that you shouldn't be almost like punishing the people who are paying you here. <laughs> So I do think Halo Infinite's going to set some kind of new standard there. Maybe it'll take time or something. 
but that players will just see too much of an advantage here and they'll want to be able to work on older battle passes. I just, I think it's too good to, to just let go. I wonder how long it'll take, because, I mean, we all know the greed that goes on, so, like... I don't think it'll happen you know, immediately, but, like, I feel like... We'll, I mean, I'm like, will Call of Duty really do it? Like, it's Call <laughs> of Duty, you know? They they know that their name is enough to, get people to make buying. them money. So, like, I I can see maybe some companies do it, but I can also see others just stick into their guns. For a while, maybe, but I feel like in time, even if it's a few years, I think they'll eventually come around to have to do it. I feel like players are going to be talking about it too much. Moving forward, though, 12v12 big team. I thought that was an interesting thing to show off. You know, so many people are saying that, like, that it would live or die on a Battle Royale mode. And granted, I think Battle Royale would be awesome in Halo. I think Halo has a perfect setup for it because crashing down on the field and like an odst drop pod or something would be insane and awesome i don't think that it would is at all a requirement for for infinite success uh i was a little bit disappointed with the fact that it was only 12v12 but the you know the increase is still nice you know maybe when we get a, a true next gen you know, installment of Halo, whatever, you know, what was that? Oh, you were saying next-gen only? Yeah. I don't know. Also, though, Microsoft is talking about being able to continue supporting Xbox One by using, I think, their xCloud thingamajig, you know, technical mumbo-jumbo I won't be able to get into to basically offset the, the, the burden on the older consoles and keep them up to par with the new ones. So I wonder how that's going to work out. I mean, eventually it's going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see how long it's going to be before we do see like the Xbox One phased out. I'm not I'm not rooting for it to happen immediately, but it's just something to keep note of. Because I would just I would love to see a much larger big team battle. You know, like maybe not battlefield size. Yeah, but I like... don't. Yeah, go on. But, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, 16 versus 16, you know, like, just, no, you know, like, another, you know, just double, double the size of big team, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we need, I don't think we need hundreds of players running around on the field. I don't think Halo's gameplay is quite as reliant on it. Something like Battlefield is supposed to feel exactly like that. Uh, well, you know, granted they're throwing in so many different insane factors to the new game, but like that crazy weather. But uh Battlefield's always been about that massive scale. Like when you talk about Battlefield, now granted this is unrelated to big team and like specifically, but nobody's really talking about smaller modes. It's all about the massive chaos inducing mode with, you know, tanks and choppers and jets and whole buildings coming down. It's supposed to feel like that massive scale. I don't think Halo is supposed to feel quite like that, but I don't disagree with at least having like a smaller boost in players. It was also sad because there was there was uh there was these uh rumors going around about 
uh, like an invasion 2.0, which you know I can, I can hope. I'm still hoping. I can hope for the future. <laughs> but my but, favorite thing know. about our well, I think I think I can speak for both of us when I say our favorite thing about Reach is invasion, and boy, would that be something. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, they said, Regardless like, of like, whether no or not playable elites. I'm like, what about them brutes? <laughs> you didn't say no playable brutes. I think, as far as I know, they didn't say it. I mean, even regardless, even if it wasn't Brutes, if it was just still just Spartans versus Spartans, it's such a nice mode. I mean, okay, agreed, but I do want it to be something else. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the whole the, the Brutes versus Spartans thing would, would definitely be really cool. I just, I'd be happy with the mode either way, as long as we got the mode. Maybe even if they included a way to, like, make it in Forge or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. I mean, we can't we can't really throw things off the table yet. Like they've only shown us like big team CTF. It looks like maybe a standard. It's hard to tell exactly all the game modes they had present because they weren't really showing UI elements. You know, it was all yeah. in-game stuff, but it was you know stripped of a lot. Yeah, that there has me also like, wondering. Like they had a stronghold-looking one. Yeah. It has me, uh, the lack of UI has me wondering about uh, the rumors going around about the squad system with fire teams. Because that would be really cool to have like some squad spawning or something like that. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, I wouldn't say it, it can't happen and I'm definitely like right or anything like that. Who, who, who knows? Who knows? With, with the 12 man teams, it would be three teams of four so it kind of makes sense a little bit a little bit at least plus there's that you know the whole uh image of the the multiplayer reveal where you have the four spartans it's possible i mean i wouldn't go with probable but definitely possible again me we really can't rule anything out so i think like the last like major thing I was thinking of coming around to, though this one might take some time, is uh the general plot that we're looking at so far. Clearly we've known for a while now that the banished are the the main bads of this game, but with Cortana elements still lingering, I feel like they're they're not abandoning everything that was established in five, which I'm happy for. While five definitely had the weakest campaign, I would still be pretty pissed if we just kind of disregarded everything it was too important it was too important to just be like well this happened off in the background and you're you know gonna hear about it but that's about it so i'm i'm happy to know that there's going to be more cortana in there even if uh one way or another i mean whether they did delete her according to the new story bit and maybe the New Cortana. I know she's called the weapon. I'm calling her New Cortana. It's voiced by Jen Taylor. She looks like Cortana. She's almost certainly made from a copy of Cortana or Halsey's clone brains or something. So I'm calling her New Cortana. Whether it's part of her still exists in her or Cortana is still out there, like we know she's still playing a part. The created are going to play some kind of part, even if it's not literally all the created, even if it's just how she went down. And basically everything that worked into that, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Now, I know a lot of people hate Prometheans, but I would actually like to see them come back as a secondary faction to the Banished, with the Banished being our 
primary enemies, but the Prometheans, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mind if like there was less of them in terms of just when you do engage them, but they were buffed up to be stronger to give them something more unique. Like if you made the Prometheans just a more dangerous faction overall, but you know, you typically run into them and for one less often because they're not the main enemies. And two, they're like if you did make them just lesser in number, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I didn't really have as much of an issue with the Prometheans or anything. Mostly just kinda hated how whack the knights became in five. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. They were just Promethean skinned hunters. They were like, shoot me in the spot, and then I die. <laughs> I mean, they had that with their faces opening up in four, but at least they didn't feel like hunters. They were, you know, they were they were still heavier units. They were still like kind of heavy infantry, not quite as heavy as what they were in five, but they were still big, scary infantry. But they were kind of more mobile, and that teleport slash is just so freaking crazy. And on legendary, they they will take you down with it. I feel like in five, like yeah, they're scary because they fire the the cannon at you or whatever, and you're just like, okay, well, I'll I'll dodge, and boom, boom, killed you know, shot this side, shot that side. Now you're exposed, die. Yeah, but they kind of just stay in one spot, which yeah. just makes them not really threatening. That's what I mean. Like that, they were angry in four. They were angry. They wanted you dead, and they were going to come make you dead. <laughs> Five, they feel like when I when I say they're like hunters, they, you know, they're they're heavy support. They're kind of like infantry artillery. Although oh, the Halo Five hunters were not support, they were scary. They were angry. <laughs> Do more of those hunters, big scary bastards. <laughs> oh yeah, if they have hunters in uh, in Infinite, I'm, I'm very sure much they will. Forward to seeing them. I'm sure they will. I feel like the whole reason the Banished kind of came back into focus is because, no, I'm almost certain of it, it's because so many people did dislike the Prometheans as being the main enemies, and they were like, well, you know what, we do have this other faction of Covenant out there. I mean, not literal Covenant, but, you know, Covenant species and everything. And everyone just loves fighting the Kovi so much, they were like, well, we can bring in the Covenant without calling them the Covenant, and what do you know, that's the Banished. <laughs> I love how their story behind all the vehicles is just like, we took more metal and we slammed it onto the more our, the old vehicles, and that's you know that's what we got now. You know, it's just a heavier wraith, a heavier ghost. I want to see heavier hunters. I, uh, you know what? I was thinking from Halo Wars too. They had what I think they're called the Goliaths or something. They're the bigger hunters that they have. I was like, imagine I they remember. brought the. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've got the there's units called Goliaths, which are just like a one man unit rather than a to like the hunters but they're just bigger and had heavier weaponry and i was like yo imagine if they made that like a boss fight or something like that it'd be kind of interesting if uh you know because the banished are all brutes and stuff if had like hunters that didn't necessarily have the uh fuel rod cannon but maybe some like scrap together brute weapon Again, it's it's completely possible. I, I would think they would still have their traditional weaponry because I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read about it. And I the Banished basically scrap off everything from the Covenant. With the Covenant completely gone now, you know, they have access to everything the Covenant left out there. So I feel like they would use most of the same stuff, but it's completely possible. <laughs> like a 
hunter with like a double skewer. I was just thinking, you're, I was like, you're talking like a massive skewer or something, or a multi-shot skewer. <laughs> that weapon looks crazy. That's just another whole another whole discussion. Uh, uh, I'm kind of closing around now. Is that um, people are talking about the laser being too much, and that it kind of takes vehicles out of the game. I personally love the laser, and I think it plays an important role because the problem with vehicles is that if they start to dominate you, they don't really stop easily. But I mean, if they want to throw a skewer in its place, I, I don't really mind if it like, if it gets the job done. <laughs> I think one. I think the only real issue with the laser, and it was only so much an issue in like Halo Three, because the laser was not as effective in the rest of the games. Yeah, it's not since then. Mm-hmm. Is that it? You know, it's basically a one shot kill to the vehicle from across the map. Not heavier vehicles. I don't think it one-shots like a Scorpion or a Wraith. Didn't it in 3? I don't think so. Fairly certain it's a two-shot. I could be wrong. I mean, we can go try that out later or something like that, but I'm pretty sure it's still a two-shot on heavies. I think it only one-shot I mean, like Warthog and lighter. Or, even you know, even then, I mean, still, like, <clears throat> sniping Warthog with a laser beam from across the map is kind of crazy. Weren't we just talking about the sniper rifle destroying vehicles before? Yes, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like that 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 makes it like that that makes two weapons that can kind of do that at I the mean, same time. I, if you're t- if you're bringing up that discussion, I say lower the sniper rifle. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean for sure, I would I would not want the sniper rifle to be as anti vehicle yeah, yeah. as it is, especially <clears> because. <throat> You not only have the option of just straight up, like, destroying a vehicle with it, but you also have the option of just sniping people out of the vehicle. Yeah. If you're good enough with it. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just like, twice as effective against mm-hmm. vehicles as the laser is. But, I mean, that wasn't really the case in 3. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, in 3, the laser was definitely kind of insane. Yeah, and the trade-off since is then... Only since shots. then <laughs> Since then, it definitely has uh, become less effective, but there's also become a lot more anti-vehicle weapons in general. True, but I feel like that would mean that other weapons should be toned down as opposed to the laser, because the laser's whole purpose is being anti-vehicle. I mean, without that, it doesn't serve its a purpose, really. I mean, that's the whole reason it was created. I feel like maybe it should be uh, like changed in the way that it works instead of being like just like a charged up single shot you know snipe weapon basically maybe more like a focus rifle where it's like a constant beam i could see that make it instead of you know just eating up 25 or 20 to 25 percent of the meter to just eating up the meter over time and that way it kind of it kind of gives a vehicle a you know, a moment to maybe get out of the way instead of being an instant death to lighter vehicles. I especially, you know what? I mean, that could go through, especially with the the the, the damage kind of sticking around. I mean, it kind of happened in the previous games, but there's much more of an emphasis on this one of the lasting damage on the vehicles. So as long as like the damage was still meaningful, even if they survived, because the whole thing I'm trying to avoid is those matches where the vehicles do like one team does win the opening vehicle engagement and now they won the whole match because you spawn, you're dead. You 
go for a vehicle it's shot that that was like i i like vehicle combat but there are matches where you just get steamrolled off that first first engagement and that's the kind of thing that's got to be dulled down a bit made a little more difficult i do wonder how the um skewer is going to work against heavier vehicles because i don't think it like one-shotted the warthog it fairly certain no, it threw it, it right? off the map it like threw it off the yeah, map yeah yeah but that means the vehicle itself was alive which means against the tank it'll probably take you know even more shots i imagine two will be enough to kill a warthog or something i'm just i'm guessing here curious if it has any secondary effects like if maybe the skewer explodes afterwards or something because mm-hmm. I, I think it might have been stuck in the warthog also yeah I actually don't remember from that. I think they're supposed to in the book, but I mean, they could make it completely different. They also had that weird weapon. I don't know what it's called. The one, oh, like, the, the one that ricochets. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty crazy. I. It looks to me like that thing has a secondary fire. Like it has two forms. Yeah, of fire. it does. It yeah. does. It has a. Um, I think it has like a, a horizontal and a vertical mode. I'm just gonna call it the. Uh... What was it? The plasma cutter from Dead Space. <laughs> Side off topic here, but I'm reading the EA's talking about bringing back basically a dead franchise. Uh, something like that's going to happen in their show next uh, month. And there's so many people hoping it's Dead Space. I'm like, don't give me hope. Don't don't tell me that. Don't do that to me. Don't give me hope. <laughs> but yeah, back on topic. I just I hope that weapons other mode of fire wasn't. I hope they were just showing off something that shouldn't be common when that thing bounced off the ceiling and slammed right into that guy because it looked like that thing was curving a lot. Like it has homing or something. And I'm terrified of that. I do not want that. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it bounced multiple times to hit the person. I sure hope so because that thing looked like it was gunning for him. Like it was like, oh, it's calling you out. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but we have to assume that some of this is scripted yeah, in a yeah. way I mean, you know really they have that one shot where the guy grabs the fuel rod out of the air i don't know about you but i don't think fuel rods come raining down on uh not fuel rod yeah. fuel canisters the, the fusion, yeah yeah the fusion coil yeah 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 i don't think they come raining down on the map often so yeah clearly a lot of it is scripted i'm very much hoping that they did that just to make it look cool yeah i'm pretty sure it's just a bouncy like ricochet thing because they also had they also had the uh, the bank shot like metal for that. Oh yeah, okay. Took me a second. I was like, wait, what? I don't think they've shown the stalker rifle yet, which I am interested in because that looks like it's going to be the next the banished sniper. Yeah, I I had thought that they did for a moment, but it was just a skewer. So you know, I mean, at least confirm that the skewer has a scope. Mm-hmm. You know what? I realized that we kind of jumped right through it. Let's dial it back like 10 minutes or so. But what were you, you have any other profound insights on the on the story that you're thinking or anything you're at least that you're hoping for? Honestly, not really. I just I, I almost don't even want to think about the story. I just want to experience the story. And I want the story to be good. You know, like it's it's looking like it's going in a direction that I'm going to enjoy. So I, I kind of just, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I just yeah. want it. To, I, I hear like, that. I want it to catch me by surprise and be a, like a good experience. I think that's what we're all hoping for. <laughs> I, I agree with what you said at the very, like near the beginning of all this, that uh, 
they almost went they almost went a little too far already showing us story elements i kind of want the surprise fully but now that they did show me i'm like you know god damn it i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> i do hope that um blue team plays a part somewhere in there i don't want them in like the same fashion i guess but i would like to see them like involved in presumably some missions or like holding down like i mean because that looks like a marine base in one of in the first story segment where joe staten's talking from the e3 part so it'd be cool like seeing them even if it like was like in these weird looks open world looking segments that you have like you can just find them like locking down a base or something like that, holding it with mar- like NPC Marines or something. Yeah. Kind of curious if uh, you can bring your custom Spartans into a campaign for co-op. Like the second to fourth players. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it'll just be all chiefs or not. I feel like it probably wouldn't be super difficult because they probably won't show up in cutscenes anyway. Mm-hmm. So that could be cool kind of has a little you know makes a little sense for you know story as well i'm sure spartan fours will still be out there somewhere if the whole multiplayer focus is training a new generation of s4s i'm sure there's going to be s4s involved in the campaign if they were and if like you know if they made that part of the story like if they're actually with you that would be pretty cool but i feel like it's gonna be more focused on the chief kind of being on his own as usual yeah, but I could see them locking down bases and stuff like again, like almost in the same fashion as the uh the Marines we see in one of the Yeah, trailers. I just I just mean for like the the co-op players appearing in cutscenes and stuff. Oh, I don't think they would. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like it would be cool if like they you know, maybe they made it like canon to the story that like you have maybe a squad of fours with you or something. That would be cool. But cool. like but like I, 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 yeah. But like I'm thinking it's you know from from what they've shown, really looks like it's Chief on his yeah, own. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing we're you know soft reboot Halo One again, kind of. <laughs> Except now we got the pilot and the weapon. The weapon, new Cortana. I'm calling it new Cortana. I don't care. Cortuna. <laughs> Tuna. The office. Lumu. I'm just, I'm looking through the three four three site. <laughs> I'm looking at the AI. Lumu. The 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 butler one, I'm going to call either Jeeves or Alfred. I'm going to use that, unless there's like a Johnson one. I don't know what I'll use. I'll, I'll figure it out. I mean, yeah, they've only shown, what, two of them? Definitely not using the uh, super perky happy one. Lumu. Lumu. But I, I really hope that we get some humanoid AIs, because these little, uh, like, blocky shape looking... AIs are a little disappointing, though I kind of like that they show up when you're capturing a point. Yeah, people are wondering what other fun like. Well, at least I've seen on Twitter like conversation about what kind of like the uh, what the AIs can do. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they just sort of show up when you're doing small things. Like, I don't think they actually have a a function other than keeping you informed of X or Y and capturing territories. It would be, will be there interesting. Um. Do you remember, I think it was in Halo 4, we had a mode where you get to, like, build up your base. Was that not Stronghold? Is that not where Stronghold started? I'm not sure, but, you know, you had, like, the whole, like, you had the walls and, like, turrets and stuff that would, you know, come onto your base. 
Um, Dominion would be. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, it would be really cool if maybe there's like turrets or con- like certain control points that have like you know maybe certain abilities or something that you could maybe interface your AI with, and maybe have like a, like an automated turret that can defend your base and flag or something, and you put your AI in it. And it will alert you to like enemies being near the base. Be really cool for a social mode. It would be cool. It's just not something I'd want in, in ranked. But it, it would no, be I'm saying cool. I'm saying for like a big team. Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want automated turrets in four v four. Yeah, like, yeah. I can see how that's gonna you know go bad real fast. But yeah, as long as it was again limited to to larger modes and stuff. Yeah, I definitely could see that being pretty awesome or just you know just general little things like that like not doesn't have to be a turret it could be like you know some kind of like security system like cameras or something near the base and you know you'll get alerted to enemies being on the camera or whatever or maybe like a trap or something it's a Uh, trap like something that you can like plug your ai into and then It'll, like, do something. I mean, yeah. I'd be all down for Alfred telling me someone's trying to attack the Batcave. So I could be like, hell no. Could have him fire up some big guns and announce that he does not follow his master's moral code. Second before he blows everyone away. Sorry, I'm also admiring the way the guns look now. I wonder if how um the sidekick is actually going up. I mean, like, we've seen it's, like, rate of fire and stuff, but... I want to see it used against an opponent who actually has full shield and see how well it works in comparison to the five pistol because five really nailed a pistol. <laughs> yeah. Five's pistol was legit. Very much hoping for um, less assault rifle starts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Give us our precision rifle starts. Although again, I feel like five kind of offset it a bit with that pistol. That pistol was so damn good. It It is good. I just, I really dislike having such limited ammo i wonder if the if that new weapon the bouncy weapon one of the the pank shot thing if it's i wonder if that's like a promethean weapon or if that's that's just like plasma or if that you know the banished came up with some really crazy thing because it doesn't look like their style no it looks i mean it could be human yeah, that's another thing, because uh, I've been looking at, like, the trigger, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I never really inspected a light rifle trigger or not, but um, it certainly could be. The whole disintegrating effect is what made me think Forerunner. Maybe it's, like, a sort of human yeah, 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 version yeah. of, like, hard light weaponry or something. More Forerunner experimentation. <laughs> Going to the Forerunner parts making me, is, is drawing me back to the campaign part, but that's it. Now that we know Cortana is kind of back in some form, at least, whether it's a past plot element will reach or she is as like in it as a character. It also makes me think of last year what the Harbinger is when Eshram's talking about the Harbinger. Uh, what's he say? I don't, I don't remember the exact line, but there there's he mentions like the Harbinger sharing their like being aligned with them. I'm wondering now what that is. And if it has any link to Cortana, the Harbinger is an entity of some form active in 2560 
apparently allied with the Banished, according to Eshram, who claims that the Harbinger and the Banished both fought in the name of Atriox. Hmm, I do not know. It's just like, uh, I was saying, it's, it just ends up, the Harbinger just ends up being like the, uh, what, what was the movie? Um, Dark of the Moon? Was that the... Was that the second Transformers movie? I think that was... I think it was, was the third. third. Well, it ends up being, like, that version of, like, Megatron, but, like, for the Didact. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something like that. It's just, it's, just, it's just a messed up Didact in a cloak with half his face missing. Yeah, absolutely, because, like, I don't even think he's dead. I'm pretty sure in, like, the Escalation comics, he somehow gets composed in the end. Which I wasn't sure how that works out because I think he's also supposed to be immune to it, but somehow I think he gets launched off of another Halo ring into like another composer or, or something like that, and it's said that he's he's like contained but not dead. So I, I really wish they would use him because he's such a great foil character to the chief. You know, he's the he's the foreigner big badass gone wrong, and he can can bring out uh, Warden Eternal and it can be like his Starscream. <laughs> Didact comes in and catches Warden simping for Cortana. It would be hilarious. I do wish they would bring the Didact back in some kind of capacity. Ideally as like a main villain, but in some way, shape, or form. I guess to round things out with a little more plot details before we wrap up, but like Truth was the the conniving, sort of mischief, not really mischievous, but like, you know, he's the mad doctor. He's not the fighter. He's the, his archetype is the manipulator in the background who makes everyone do his bidding for him. He's not the, I will mess you up in your face villain. You know, he's not the Bane. (laughs) Didact was the Bane. You know, he was the, oh, I'm you, but, you know, with powers and, well, I know not literal magical powers. I know it was all from foreigner tech, but you know, the man was walking around with the force. He pulled chief right off his feet and was like, I got you in force choke, bro. <laughs> so I'd just love to see him come back, even if it is deteriorated or, or not, you know, in a whole new body. <laughs> Plus it would be interesting to see like chief and, uh, Chakas team up against him. Chakas. 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 I'm calling him Chakas. I don't care if it's Chakas. Chakas. Uh-huh. Jack. Three four three. If he came into it in in the book involving him recently, he he's got like a librarian's like recreation of Earth. So what I thought before, like when we didn't know the creative seemingly are taken out of the picture somehow. I mean, I can't say for sure. It's not like we have that much information, but if they are out of it, what I thought earlier would be that if you know Earth was really taken, that eventually in the story Chakis would show up of that so that humans still had like a a safe home base aside from Affinity. Because they because Infinity's great, but they need a place that has resources if they're gonna continue to develop weapons and keep everyone going. So I was like, that'd be an interesting way to bring him back into it then, you know, before he's trying to kill everyone and now he's saving everyone. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how they will involve him. He's gotta come back eventually in some form. I guess they could still regulate that all to the books, but I feel like that's too big. Like, the, we still have to find out so much. There's so many things where, like with the librarian unlocking, you know, accelerating Chief's evolution in four. There's got to be more to it than, oh, you're you're immune to being composed now. You know, that's a very specific boon to 
Yeah, she did. She did say multiple. Yeah, times. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like like those elements got to be brought forward eventually, even if we are doing you know soft reboot and leaving a lot of details behind. Like some things just seem too important to just go and ignore. Be interesting if they. Uh, what what was that that thing? Um, like the that kind of like mutation that uh, the forerunners go through. Uh yeah, when they move up a rate or something like that. Yeah, and that that's how um what should we call it? Born Stellar became like the didact, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So he... what if what if she did that to the chief? Well, I always kind of figured he had to have some of Born Stellar in him because I think that's who three four three recognizes him as in even Halo One because of the quotes that he says, like when you know, when you last asked would I do it in reference to activating the ring, that's all from the foreigner books. And that's, that's from born stellar. Yeah. So I'm kind of caught because I thought that like, maybe it also the, the, the ancient human who is a big badass was this guy like fourth show or something like that. So I was kind of like, maybe chief has some of him in him or something like that. But it really seems, it, it seems more likely that he has born stellar. I figured they would make the human connection, you know, modern humans he's got the badass old human in him but it does seem like he has some didact you know well isodidact born stellar's didact so yeah and it would be cool to actually have if 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 you are right in a harbinger was somehow linked to didact or if they somehow brought didact back through some other plot element i don't care what it is if it was a dlc or whatever the next thing is it would still be cool to actually have Born Stellar like talking in your head or something like, you know, eh, this is how we, you know, pointing out the ways he might have gone crazy or pointing out the best ways to actually fight him because we're not always going to have him standing on a freaking light bridge so that Cortana can restrain him. Yeah. Just that's such kinda, an awesome way to use the old foreigner elements. Go on. Kind of curious to know if all, like, all of the equipment stuff that we've seen so far has all seemed to have been human technology. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if there'll be anything that's like covenant technology i feel like there'll be something i mean i like i mean a jackal shield would be a cool piece of (laughs) a sword and jackal shield (laughs) we going old spartan on these guys imagine how awesome that would be that'd be pretty nuts and it kind of fits the little motif they got going on with everything hooking onto the spartan's arm Mm -hmm. that would be cool but in general, I kind of wonder what kind of uh, like interesting little things we'll get, or if we'll get any like brute or covenant or forerunner pieces of equipment. I'm sure we will. I just feel like to not utilize some of their stuff would kind of be dumb. They always have. I mean, there's always, you know, when three you had the the other shield, not the. Not the bubble, but the the front one that you could shoot through, I think, with human weapons. Yeah, yeah, the deployable cover. Deployable cover, there we go. I'm not saying that in itself would make a return, but there's a, I feel like they'll have to use something. You can't just leave all of that. But, you know, I mean, one thing that I gotta say is, uh, you know, they're hoping to get lots of people playing. I mean, I guess it doesn't uh, matter as much because it's it's still on the um the Xbox one but like god I hope they make more series x's available soon well I think uh I think like the government just signed something in to try and get us more of the 
get more of those chips available or something. Like I said, I'll techno battle. I don't know. But whatever chip shortage it was that was holding us back from making more, I think, is supposed to ease up soon. Yeah, I mean, I know that shipping is kind of getting back to normal. All right. Well, I think closing out, my my little last, it won't be much, but question for you would be, when do you think it's actually coming out? Because they did specifically say holiday this year. They still they still aren't uh, getting down to the specifics. But when are you thinking it's going to drop? I'm thinking November. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I'm terrified that it gets pushed further back. I mean, we've been waiting for forever for this damn thing. It is looking good. I'm afraid that it goes into like deep next year or something. I'm hoping not, but I'm thinking I'm still holding on. I'm holding on to November 15th, 20th anniversary. I, I, I'm, with all I got, I'm praying that that's the day it drops. It's just too appropriate. Even last, even like, before last year, I was saying that 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 would be the right time to do it because I know we were all expecting it was going to be coming out, you know, last holiday, I guess. But I was like, no, no, 20th anniversary should be it. But now to wait even longer would kill me. That would kill me. But I think I think we might be OK. I think we're going to get a good November 15th, the 20th anniversary of Halo's release. Yeah, that would be like the ideal release date. Mm hmm. I'm too glad. I can't wait for flighting. I want to play some Halo Infinite. I think we're going to have to play some Halo after this. <laughs> yeah. With that said, y'all, I know Randy doesn't have a social media tag. He really wants to drop here right now. You can follow me at, at some classy fool on Twitter. Otherwise, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Keep it classy, y'all. Catch you next time.